Welcome to Radical Resilience, the podcast. I'm your host, Pega Kadkodian. Resilience is more than just learning to bounce back from adversity. It is both a spiritual and practical journey of returning to the essence of who you are. With Radical Resilience, life can throw anything at you, and no matter how tossed around you get, no matter how hard you fall, you have the ability to get back up and come home to yourself. Here are the inspirational stories of women who embody radical resilience and learn the resources you need to reclaim your passion, purpose, and power. Welcome, Radical Resilience listeners. You are listening to Radical Resilience, the podcast. I am your host, Pega Kedkodian, and I am thrilled to be here with today's guest. She is a remarkable woman who I have the great pleasure of now calling a friend and a fellow sister. I found her not long ago when I walked into a yoga class, not sure what I was getting myself into, seeking a new teacher, a new experience. And I knew the instant that I laid eyes upon her that she was different. And after the class was complete, I knew I had found my new teacher here in San Diego, which is no small thing. There are a lot of brilliant yoga teachers here. And she is a a remarkable being. And what I really appreciated about her in particular is that she brings a theme to every class. And the theme is really in alignment with what's going on in the planets and astrology. And she's an intuitive and she has incredible gifts of working with energy and doing healing work with people. So she is so much more than a yoga teacher. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce you to Dana Damara. Dana, welcome, and thank you for being here. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, the thing about the amazing women and, and men, really, that will be on this podcast is that they all have a, a beautiful and unique story of resilience. And inside of that, of course, some incredible lessons to bestow upon all of us and some tools and some real tactical ways of navigating life. Dana, I would love it if you could just give our listeners a little bit of insight. There's been some pretty big turning points along your path that have required such resilience from you. It all starts when I go back to the people who've known me for a really long time. I grew up in Detroit, well, outside of Detroit in the suburbs. I lived there for the first 21 or 22 years of my life and uh, set out for California when I was like 22, 23, something like that. And my best friend, she was my best friend for a really, really long time. If you met her on the street and said my name, she would say, oh, Dana Damara, she's a survivor. And it's because she knows my whole story. And there's not a lot of people that really do. I've been hesitant to tell the whole story because I never want to come from a victim place. I I believe that our life, there's a map of our life and we have this beautiful path and karma to work through and we have something to offer the world. We have a dharma and I also believe in deep forgiveness and unwavering compassion. And I also believe in like fiery, don't put up with any bullshit, you know, like I also believe in that too. So I feel like um, there's a lot of things that have carried me from that point of leaving Detroit in my 20s to now in my 50s um, in Cardiff, California. There's so much that has happened during that time. And 
you know, gosh, I'm like sitting here going, oh, should I give like the nuggets or should I, you know, tell the story? And I think what I will say is that um, going along with the word resilience and that theme of resilience is like, I've always come back to the knowing that I'm supported, that everything is divine, that there's always something that I'm supposed to be learning or growing from in every situation and not to give up. There have been many of times when I have wanted to give up. Many, many, many times where I just really have been sitting on the floor in the corner crying, going like, WTF, I, I can't take anymore. And somehow, some way, somebody or something happens and comes in and says, yes, you can, here's some support, you know. Um, I don't know if that resonates with you or not. <laughs> it absolutely does. And it's so one of the key pillars of the radical resilience process, which is that of connection and community and our willingness to both ask for, receive, and give support. Mm-hmm. You know, there's obviously seven pillars to the resilience process, but what I'm hearing inside of what you're saying to me is in those darkest hours, which all of us, I think, can relate to. Mm -hmm. It's in those moments when we do really feel the hand of something larger than ourselves coming into play, whether you want to call that God or spirit or source or energy by whatever name you choose to call it. But then the realization that we are so supported, that there are spirit guides and those spirit guides can show up in the form of friends and family or the stranger on the street who gives you a smile or, you know, someone who opens a door for you or just sees you in a moment when you feel like you're invisible. Well, and I also feel like, I mean, that's happened to me my whole life. I've never, ever, ever worried about anything. A couple of things I want to speak to in that section of what you just said. Uh, Two things actually that came to mind. One is um, I have a really hard time calling myself a single mom. Hmm. Uh, there's a couple of reasons why. And, and one is the energy that it puts out. I have used the single mom card many times. <laughs> when I first got divorced, I, you know, I did, I used it a lot because I really felt I was in fear of like how I was going to support my kids. And then I, I came across, I actually have this amazing intuitive that I go to. And she said, you really, several years ago, she said, you really have to stop using that phrase because all that's doing is creating more of that. Instead, start counting your blessings of the people who you have around you. And I did that maybe three or four years ago. And what's interesting is that I, it's hard for me to even say that, that I'm a single mom, because even though I'm, you know, I live in a home with two teenage girls and I have lived on my own with them for um, 10 years I have friends and family and neighbors and community and tribe that I know that I can call on in an instant and they'll support us. So I can't even say single mom anymore. Now it is true. I mean, I do raise them on my own like the day in and the day out, but I, I just want to put a little plug in there for like a remembrance of the words that we use and how much weight they really carry. If I want to create something different, which I do, I have to change my verbiage and the energy that I'm sending out there. So I would say a part of resilience is also noticing your emotions and your thoughts and your words mm. and shifting them. So and, beautiful. So yeah. well said. What a beautiful frame to put around this situation that you happen to be in, in that, yeah, you're, you're a parent 
and you're raising these two girls and you have an amazing tribe of people who you are doing that with. And so we could, I just think it's such an amazing way to look at it for all of our listeners who are raising kids seemingly on their own to recognize that they're not on their own, that they really do have more support around them than they might be aware of. And even if they don't in the physical, that there are other forces at play that are supporting them in one form or another. Uh, you know, as a, as a child of a single mom, to put to use that term, I really did feel like there were that like I had many moms, you know, I had many parents. I didn't just have my mom. I had my mom and her friends. And we know in the Persian culture, we refer to them as aunties, even though they're not mm -hmm. technically aunties, you know, and I had my brother and I had my brother's friends who were family. And so I think that's a really wonderful thing to keep in mind. It's become really important. And, you know, there were times when I, I mean, I think I stayed in my marriage maybe three to five years too long. You know, I, I could have left three years earlier, but I was really quite afraid. I was afraid that I couldn't make it. I was afraid that I wouldn't be good enough. I, I didn't have a mom that, you know, we all have issues with our mom. 99% of us are like, I wish my mom would have done this, or I wish my mom would have done that. All of us do. And I'm sure my kids are going to do that too. But I went to through this thing where I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I, I don't know if I could do this by myself. The constriction that I felt from those thoughts and also from the knowing that my marriage was just so not where I was supposed to be, just squished everything out. It was like, you can't even do this anymore. Like you, <laughs> There was no alternative. I think we get to that point when we know there has to be a change in our life, whatever's happening, whether it's in our career or relationship or where we live or maybe an addiction or something that we have happening in our life, we know when that breaking point is. And we know that we can't do anything but make the shift. Like we just have to. And with that shift comes this divine creative power that literally comes out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden you say to the universe, okay, I'm going to do this. And everything shifts because you're so in alignment with your truth. But before that time, it's shaky and it's scary. And it's like, we're in the head about all the things that we're afraid of when really all we have to do is trust and get into alignment and everything will support us. Everything, every single time. And, and I find that with, with that whole idea of resilience too, is like, you know, you get on that path and you get, sometimes we can't see like what step is next but we just have to keep going because if we keep going, we're going to find that whatever's at the end of that is much more beautiful than we could have ever imagined. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's so important to keep in mind for those of our listeners who are in the thick of it right now, you know, that you may not know what the next right step is, but all you have to do is just ask and then allow for the answer to come to you and then be willing and be courageous enough to take that next step, even if you don't know what the outcome is going to be. Because as you've experienced, as I've experienced, as so many of our guests have talked about, and certainly so many of my clients have come to express themselves, it always works out better than they could have ever expected. The byproduct of the pain becomes so much more worth it. And I've, I've heard this phrase used so many times in the last week, which is allow your pain to become your purpose. 
you know, so the things that we go through and the encounters that we have in this lifetime can really fuel us toward our calling. And often we don't understand that as we're going through it, we're going, well, why is this happening? You know, and we can't know. And we have to do, like you just said, to just take the next step and trust the universe is taking 10,000 steps toward us, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are certain challenges that come with being a parent who is parenting without the other co-parent being present. So can you speak to that a little bit and what you have found has been the most fortifying and allowed you to cultivate the greatest level of resilience as you've been raising these two amazing young women? I do want to answer that question. Can I back up first? Sure. And say, okay, when I first left my marriage and then I moved to San Francisco from Washington State, because you were talking about really listening to your heart and aligning. I was offered you know, my dream job at Yoga Tree in Castro. And I always wanted to work there. It was on my vision board for years. It was on my vision board. And so I took this job and my daughters were, I think, 10 and eight at the time. And uh, it was the middle of the school year. And so I said, I'm going to leave you here with your dad. And um, I'm going to go and take this job. And I'm going to come at the end of the school year and you're going to move to California with me. And, you know, that was really, really hard. I mean, I can't even explain to you how hard it was. It was probably, it was, it was up to that point had been the hardest thing I'd ever done in my life, you know, for multiple reasons. Um, And when I got to San Francisco, you know, I didn't know anyone. I knew the person who ran the yoga tree. I knew no one else. And uh, I knew no, no one, no one. And the support that came out for me being a stranger in the community was astounding. I always had a place to stay. I always had good food. I always had a job. I, always, I had clients. Like, I mean, that whole belief in yourself when you are following your dharma is so important. Like once you make a decision, you cannot be doubtful of yourself. You cannot, you have to go, this is what I know to be true. And you stay in it and you stay in right relationship with your thoughts and your words and your deeds and your commitments and everything will follow you down the right path that way. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy breezy all the time, but it does mean that you will be in alignment and you will be taken care of. I wanted to say that because you were kind of alluding to that. And Mm. I firmly believe in that because it's, it's happened to me. Moving there was one of the best things I could have done. And then moving to um, Cardiff was the the next one, which not without its bumps, you know? I mean, people say to me all the time, they say, oh, you're so busy. You're so busy. You have two teens. Yeah, that's what raising two teenagers is. So, and? (laughs) Like, it's- Exactly. (laughs) That's just the way it is. And it's not even busy, it's focused. I like to tell people, when you hear yourself say, I'm busy, say, I'm focused. I'm prioritized over here. I'm prioritized on my, my children, my, my self-care, my career, and my minimal friendships. I have minimal friends because I have all these other, these other things that um, take precedence, you know, like real true friends, like real close friends. I just, it's just, we're not busy. We're prioritizing. So that's one that you could use. And then you asked, what was the exact question? You said, how do you navigate co-parenting? Is that? Well, no, the the question was, you know, you are, you are parenting effectively 
without your mm-hmm. fellow co-parent present. And that comes with its challenges. And mm-hmm. even though you have incredible support, I just wanted you to speak to what tools, practices, avenues of fortifying yourself in this process that you have found to be really useful for you and, and the things that have really come to your come to your rescue, really, in terms of practices and things that you do as you're navigating this path that have supported you in your resilience? Well, first of all, I'll get really clear and I'll just be right up front and transparent is that not only do I parent the girls by myself, I'm also dealing with a co-parent who doesn't co-parent at all and who instead does everything in the complete opposite of what I know to be true. And that was one of the reasons why we didn't stay married. It's not like some people who get divorced and they have this co-parent who takes the girls or takes the kids every other weekend and kind of follows the same guidelines and, you know, has the same beliefs and, you know, that kind of thing. Like that's really, that's like a supportive, healthy divorced relationship. I have something that looks completely different. And all I'll say right now is that there's a reason why I live in San Diego and why uh, he lives in Washington state. There's a definite reason why there's so much space in between. Um, And I think what has supported me is continually coming back to my yoga practice and knowing that I'm going the right direction, (laughs) Um, staying very true to my practices, whether it's meditation or Um, transparency or, um, you know, some sort of detox program or yoga or uh, running on the beach or, you know, whatever it is that I enjoy um, and that I know feeds my soul, staying true to that and really doing my best to maintain open lines of communication with my daughters. I feel like we have incredible uh, communication with my older one right now, you know, she's 17. And so, boy, they tell you <laughs> 17 is one of the hardest ages. <laughs> and you think, yeah, whatever. And then you kind of laugh and you go, oh, I remember when I was 17. And then when you have like a 17 year old that you're raising, you're, you're like, oh my God, holy hell, this is nothing like I thought it was going to be. And, you know, I feel like I have two really amazing girls like they are incredible humans um, and it's challenging and so I think that whole idea of um, resiliency is be true to thyself and knowing that what I'm doing is the best that I can do in any given moment and um, also modeling that whole idea of self-care and self-value and um, kindness to self and others and you know an honest and earnest work. And, you know, it's the Reiki principles too, you know, just a trust in God or spirit or universe, all those things that has, that is what has kept me in right relationship with my girls. And, you know, it's not if they have a B or a C in math, that's helpful. Um, It's, it's, can they trust themselves? Mm. Do they know that they can trust me? they have to be able to trust me. So I have to be in, in complete right relationship. So there's no like, you know, people are like, hey, it's Saturday, it's party. I'm like, no, man, 
<laughs> no, <laughs> because it doesn't fit into my model. It doesn't fit into my idea of presence. Well, it's just gorgeous how what you are saying is, again, really such an affirmation that we're on to something here with this radical resilience process. Because as I interview more and more people, similar themes continue to come up. You know, you talk about the importance of knowing yourself. Well, it's, you know, it's one of the pillars, like reclaim your identity, uncover your dharma. You spoke to the importance of staying true to your dharma and staying on that path no matter what. And then, you know, bringing in the, the conversation around community and tribe and then really the importance of self-care. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, again, such beautiful principles and speaking to your yoga practice and how that practice of getting to the mat, moving your body, being in the body, taking time to be present, your meditation practice, you spoke of Reiki practices, you know, that these are things that often get overlooked, especially by our listeners, because they are predominantly really high functioning, high achieving, you know, ambitious women who often put these things on the back burner in an effort to do the thing that they think they're expected to do as these high powered career women. And then in the face of adversity or difficulties, it sort of their foundation gets rocked. Well, it's really beautiful to hear you say, again, as an affirmation of, of what we believe is true here, that those practices are what keeps you in right relationship with your girls, keeps you in right relationship with yourself, and keeps you in that space of resilience. So thank you for that. We could go on and on. You know, you and I have often talked about how when we get together, we could probably sit and just speak for hours, which... I want nothing more, you know, than to have that space to do that with you. And of course we will, and certainly would love to have you back on the show as a guest. And we've reached the end of our time together. So what I would love to do is make sure that our listeners know how to get in touch with you. If they want to continue to be in relationship with you on social media channels, if they want to book a session with you and come in for a reading uh, or other ways of uh, getting support from you, be it on and off the mat. So if you could just share that with our listeners now, because I, of course, want them to be able to find you on all the channels that they can. I'm super easy to get a hold of, actually. It's just my name, Dana Damara, and it's all A's and all D's, D-A-N-A-D-A-M-A-R-A.com. And my Instagram is Dana Damara Evolution. So that's really the two easiest ways to get a hold of me. And like you said, I, you know, I run teacher trainings, I do retreats, I do one-on-ones, I'm doing a lot more, kind of a lot of the same work as you, which is going to be really great when we do step into collaboration together. Um, a lot of coaching, especially for women and uh, yes, single moms. Um, I find that there's some sort of key that I have and I'm, it took me a while to figure out what it was, but apparently there's something that I have that's working. Not doesn't look like it every day. <laughs> well, it never um, does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say those are the, the easiest ways to get a hold of me just through Instagram or on my website. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much. For our listeners, stay tuned. The amazing Dana, Damara, and I will be collaborating on some things in the future, which, which of course we will share with you guys when the time is right. And beyond that, we just thank you for tuning in, for listening today. Be sure to download, subscribe, and share with your loved ones if it feels aligned for you to do so. 
We're so grateful always to have you as a part of the tribe, as a part of the family. From my loving heart to yours with so much love and aloha, we bid you farewell for now and we look forward to reconnecting with you next week with another amazing guest on Radical Resilience, the podcast. I'm Pega Cadcodian. Thank you for listening to Radical Resilience, the podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Be sure to go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and rate. And remember to share this with all the amazing women in your life. Join us next week for another episode of Radical Resilience, the podcast.